RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. You've seen Chef Brian Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody, guess what? It is Friday morning. It's a Duffified Live day. Look, I'm really sorry about last week. Really sorry that I wasn't here to do a show. I needed a break, man. Sometimes you just got to do a break. This show is uh, so much fun to do, and there's so many great people and content that we put into this show, and with all the production stuff from the back scenes and all that stuff, getting everybody together, I came home from Vegas, and I just, I needed a couple days. I had to take a couple of days to myself um, just to really breathe, you know? Um, I have, uh, I flew 104,000 miles last year. I, as of right now, with today's date, being, I don't even know what today's date is right now. Uh, this show is airing right now, which you guys will hear this on uh, April 12th. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm recording this just a little bit before. Um, it's April 12th right now. Um, and as of this point right now, I've flown 28,834 miles just in this year. So that's 132,000 miles that I've flown in uh, 13, 14, 15 months. So it's a lot of time in the air and it's a lot of travel and it's a lot of a lot of wear and tear on the body. And I've really been trying to take care of myself. I've really been paying a lot of attention to what I eat. Um, I cut back on drinking because again, I found, you know, I start drinking, I start putting fucking weight on. It's the way that the game works. And I needed to step back for a little bit and just kind of regroup, get my girls all situated, get my personal life kind of situated. I hadn't done billing in months for my clients and stuff. So, so I'm taking this week off uh, and I had to take a couple days last week um, to bang it out. So that's why we didn't do a show last week. So I apologize to everybody. I did have people like, what happened, man? I missed you Friday morning. So I needed a break. Uh, and that's where I was. But coming up, uh, I want to get everybody just to kind of know a couple things real quick. One, I want you guys to follow me on Instagram. I highly suggest you do it right now. Ready? Get your phones. I know you're listening. Just kind of uh, scroll over to that Instagram page and go to Chef Bryduff and hit that follow button. Just follow me right now. It's super fun. Okay. And then if you want, you can go and check out Duffified Live as well, which is where we do all of the caricatures. If you guys haven't seen the caricatures that we put up there, Maggie Gagliardi does our caricatures for us and she's just awesome. Super, super cool chick who, ready for this, just got engaged to uh, an amazing dude. Uh, His name's Dan. He reminds me of Zach Brown. Um, Really, really good couple and just quality people. I like when quality people mesh like that. I like when they come together and they meet and they love And then the next thing you know, they're making babies. That's good shit right there. Um, But so get over to that Instagram page and follow me. Go over to Duffified Live and follow that as well. There's just fun stuff that goes on over there. I do really cool videos. Um, I do a lot of live cooking videos over there. So if you guys want to see some live stuff, that's the place. Or if you are a 40-year-old, 40 to 65-year-old woman, feel free to join me on it on Facebook. You too can be a part of the Facebook momentum, that movement that's happening over there of, uh, you know, it's, it's ladies talking about their kids and uh, showcasing their, uh, you know, their, their rosé day, their rosé Saturday. Every day's a wine day. I see a lot of that shit out there all the time. 
So um, that's where I want you guys to follow. It's really important. The other thing, I'm just going to plug it real fast. Go to um, iTunes or Stitcher or Radio Influence or whatever and just throw some reviews up. Even if you want to just drop five stars and run away, I'm cool with that. Look, if you don't like the show that much, you think I can do changes or, or make some updates, let me know. Put it in there. I will read those things and I will check them out. You guys want to see a guest on the show? All you got to do is reach out to me. I'm super easy to find. You can either Google Chef Brian Duffy or you can go on to Instagram or Twitter at Chef Brian Duffy or Facebook at Chef Brian Duffy. It's just the way that it works. So, um, Coming up for this week, I'm so excited because it's like springtime in Philadelphia. Um, I had the first full weekend of like family stuff. My girls and I ran around all weekend, ran down uh, to the races. They had races this weekend. Both my girls, my one daughter's a coxswain and Fiona is a, uh, is a, is a rower and it's her first year. So now my girls are on different sides of the boat and it's kind of cool to watch that dynamic. You know, Emily's coaching Emily along. I'm sorry. Emily's coaching Fiona along and M is, uh, and Fiona's really taking the advice. So it's kind of neat to watch, but in the meantime, I have a boatload of work that I've got to get done. So this week is like all about menus for Uncle Buzzies. You guys know we, I've got that property down in North Carolina called Uncle Buzzies. Um, we had a struggle kind of right off the bat in the beginning. Weren't really sure if it was the proper location for the spot. But, you know, I'm a believer that, uh, you know, they always said like the key to good business is location, location, location. But look, there's enough restaurants out there that that talk about, you know, it's not just about location. It really has to do with what you're doing to market your business, especially in this day and age. You know, we're not talking about radio anymore. We're not talking about um you know, billboards on the side of a highway, although they do help. And look, people still listen to the radio, despite the fact that you guys are listening to a podcast right now. We still throw commercials in here. You guys know some of my sponsors that we have. I mean, there's a lot of fun content that comes out of here. But the old days of, you know, putting an ad in the newspaper or marketing inside of a newspaper or in reality, doing radio other than some really local stuff, because people still do listen. For me, I listen to Spotify probably 90% of the time, except in the morning. I mean, we were in the car this morning. My girls are listening to like gangster fucking rap, you know, listening to Triple X Tenacion. I don't even know how to say his name, but he was the guy who was murdered in front of Lynn University last year. Like, how crazy is that? And then my girls get out of the car, drop them off at school. I embarrass the shit out of them. I'm like, Duffy girls, your daddy loves you. They laugh. They giggle. It's kind of funny. My girls are 18 and 15. I'm still allowed to embarrass them because I love them. And they're my kids. If you can't embarrass your kids with fun, then you got to change the relationship with them. So from there... As soon as my girls get out of the car, I pop on the radio and I listen to a great local radio station, which is WMMR. I listen to Preston and Steve in the morning. Super fun guys, great people, a huge cast of characters that are on the show. And I listen to them for about 10 or 12 minutes before I get down to uh, the dog park. It's just my routine when I'm home. You know, I try to live a pretty, pretty uh, standard set life of routines when I'm home because being on the road doesn't allow for that. So when I get, uh, you know, and then I get down to the dog park and then I walk, you know, I walk my, my dog for uh, two to two and a half miles. We get back in the car. I listen to local radio again. It's how I find out what's going on in the area. So if you have an opportunity to get on one of these local radio shows, go and do it, go and do it. But what I'm trying to say is that it's not just about your location. 
Okay. It really has to do with how you're marketing your business. You know, there's a great property in, in a little town in uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, um, where this guy's got a crazy, awesome mixology bar. You ready for this? That's in an old roller skating rink off the side of a highway. Okay. And there's still a huge sign up front that says dinner club or supper club. But what his marketing does through his social media is drives traffic in the front door. You know, it's, it's the way that he markets everything and puts it all together. So that right there is a prime example. You know, yes, he's off of a highway, but it's, it's a small town. Not a lot of people live in the town, but it's a very big area for craft beer and, and mixology. But what he does is his, his social media marketing drives people into his location. So it's the same that's happening with us down in North Carolina. You know, this property that we've got down there, oddly enough, it's a hundred yards away from another one of my partner's properties, which is how he and I became involved. I opened up this property with him about six years ago. Super cool little gastro pub, pub him and his, you know, him and his contractor built the property together. My partner, Dave is a wonderful individual, a, a, a true man, a man of his word, which is why I love working with him because I know that what he says he's going to follow through with. And that's really good stuff for me, especially when I'm on the road all the time. But he's got two super cool pizza places called Burke Street Pizza. Then he's got the Quiet Pint Gastro Pub. And then right up the street, we opened Uncle Buzzy's. Well, Uncle Buzzy's is um, kind of a weird location even though it's a hundred yards away from the number one property down the street called quiet pine. So we opened up in the location with massive amounts of traffic that flow by, but we kind of, we re, we kind of relied so much on the local traffic that we didn't market the business in the right way. So we changed our marketing efforts and we moved them around to be much more aggressive on social media, to be much more aggressive with the local community of bloggers and all of that stuff. And if you guys remember uh, the interview that we did on Duff Live with uh, Rev Ciancio, who is the owner of um, Burgerati and, um, the steak club and fun with fries. Like, like this guy, uh, really had a great amount to say about that social media marketing. And I took a lot from that interview because I really kind of relayed it back into my own businesses. Now here's the deal. We had a location that was doing, it's a small spot. I'm not going to talk about numbers cause that's not anything anybody needs to know about, but l- let's just say we were doing a hundred covers a day. Okay. We were doing a hundred covers a day and I wasn't really reaching the right community, even though it's the same around the corner, same neighborhood as another spot of ours. It's a different community on this one block. So I started to change my marketing efforts to be much more aggressive, super bright, bold, very interactive pictures, as well as utilizing a lot of the other media out there, utilizing things like Ripple and Canva to really create dynamic posts. The other thing that we did was utilization of hashtags. The utilization of hashtags changed a portion of this business. Okay, because once you realize that a hashtag creates a follow, if I'm interested in a chef, I type in hashtag chef 
any time that I, you know, if I click on that hashtag, it brings up anything that had that chef hashtag. So we started to create our own hashtags like get buzzed or who's your favorite uncle. These are things that we started to play with as well as becoming very close knit and having a really good relationship with the bloggers that are in that community. For us, it was a really big deal to interact with the bloggers in all of the properties. We started at Uncle Buzzy's. We invited all the bloggers in that we tag all the time in these posts. And I brought them in and had a party for them. Super nice people. It's what they look for. They love this stuff. They want to write about you. They want to engage with you. Sometimes you just got to give them some food. Look, I'm not talking about these fuckholes that are Yelp leaders. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of it because you know what? Yelp is full of shit because Yelp is an area where you have to pay to play. It's a very simple thing. I'll tell you, we had 30 awesome reviews at Uncle Buzzy's, 30 of them, very straightforward, perfect reviews, five stars. They love the place. I'm not talking about employees writing reviews. I'm talking about legitimate reviews, okay, of people that really liked our place. We had like three or four negative reviews. When you first open up, man, you've got grow, you've got growing pains. You've got organizational struggles. You're working through a menu to make sure that it works. And you know what? I don't have booze. This is a takeout place. You walk in here, you place your order for one of the greatest roast beef sandwiches that you've ever had. Okay. You walk out the front door, you take a bite of that sandwich when you get into your car. If there's a little bit of gristle in that sandwich, they're going to fucking rip you apart. They're going to rip you apart. So then you get involved in a Yelp sitting where I've got 30 awesome reviews as, as recent as that morning. Okay. That morning, my negative reviews are in the top five. 30 positive reviews, four to five negative reviews. The negative reviews are right up front, smack dab, right in front of you are the negative reviews. Now, I might have four and a half stars, 4.5 stars, whatever it works out to be, but my negative reviews are the first ones that you're going to read. And what happened? Made the phone call. Hey, Yelp, can you guys do me a favor? We got. I want to know what's going on here. I've got all these positive reviews, but they're not showcased on the page itself. You've got to scroll through. And you know what it's like when you go to Yelp. You go to click a review, you click on it, and the first page that pops up is what? It's an advertisement page. It tells you other locations that are nearby. It's confusing because they're selling those spots. So you're clicking on my location and then you're going in to click to find out more about my location. And now it's telling you other places that are like mine in the area. Why? Because I didn't pay for it. Didn't pay for it. Okay. So we contact Yelp. What do they do? Immediately push us through to the sales department. I'm not even shitting you. Pushed us through to the sales department. When I opened up my place in Philadelphia, okay, we had a huge ordeal that was going on with Yelp where this motherfucker was calling me on my cell phone, okay, pretty much weekly. Hey, chef, just want to check in and see how you're doing. Now, he knew what I did. He, he was uh, very intrigued by the fact that I was on Bar Rescue, very intrigued by the reviews and all that stuff that was going on. But he was a salesman, first and foremost, my friends. He would call me every week until I finally said, I will not use Yelp. Please lose my phone number and do not call me again, okay? And then I started to get emails from them. Boost your follows. Increase your ratings. It's all coming down to sales, guys. So my job right now, I say fuck Yelp. I'm tired of them. 
I'm tired of the way that they're demanding and that they are controlling and cornering the market of what it is that people are doing. Because you know what? When one person sits in a restaurant and they have a negative experience, they're going to then post that onto Yelp and it's going to stay on that page until you pay to remove it. Okay. Now, Yelp, you can call me, you can fight me, you can do everything you want, but you guys know what? Either way, it is an unsavory and it is an unethical way of doing business strictly because of the fact that you guys are generating sales. And I get that. I'm a businessman myself. But what I'm saying to you guys out there is the public, here's what I'm going to ask of you. If you're having a negative review or if you have a negative experience in relation, I implore you not even kidding you, to ask for the manager and ask for a business card, okay? Ask for, uh, talk to somebody. Hey, look, here's the deal, okay? I didn't want to go into social media, but I want to let you know that your server was pretty inattentive. I want to let you know that my food came out 30 minutes late. I want to let you know that my order was wrong. I want to let you know that I asked for this because I was allergic to it. I didn't get it. Like, have a conversation with somebody. I don't want anything for free. I don't, I don't want anything for free. You have a food cost that you have to pay for. Okay. And I get that. I'm not out there to get, I don't want free food, but if you tell me something, okay, if you tell me that you're a full blown farm to table restaurant and there's a Cisco and a U.S. food truck outside, you're full of shit. Okay. Don't lie to me on your menu because that infuriates me more than anything else. Okay. Don't overcook it. Keep it the right way. Keep it really simple guys, but communicate you guys as the consumer. I want you to communicate with the owners of the property. If you feel uncomfortable doing that, Go home, sit down at your desk, take five minutes and just write a letter to the manager of the restaurant, address it, general manager of, or call the restaurant. Hi, I'm just wondering if you can tell me the general manager's name. I wanted to send something to you guys. Okay. It takes a little bit of time, but you know what? I'm going to have a completely different response to a letter that was sent to me or an email that was sent to me written out very clear and very concise. Okay. You tell me who the server was. You tell me what time you came in. You can tell me how much your bill was. You can tell me the issues that you had across the board. I'm going to then take that email as an operator. I will take that email and I will sit down with my management staff and say, Hey guys, take a look at this real quick. And I can guarantee you that what's going to happen is somebody who was on that shift will remember that table. Oh yeah. I remember that lady. She came in, she was super sweet. She sat down. She was a little bit weird with the way that she ordered. You know, then you bring it back to the server. Do you remember so-and-so? I do. What happened with the table? There's a communication that happens with that. When you post that shit on Yelp, we are automatically defensive. We are automatically turning around and we need to defend ourselves. Rather than taking it as a learning tool, owners and operators turn it into a defense mechanism because you just stood in the middle of a room and called me a piece of shit. You told me that my food sucked. You told me my servers were ugly. You told me that uh, that my drinks were no good. You told me that my location was dirty. You told me it was too loud. You told me that the kids that were sitting next to you were too bothersome. Okay. You attacked me in a public forum. Now, there are people out there that do it. They've got a sense of decorum when it comes to it. But you guys know as much as I do, that's really tough to do, especially in this day and age. We shoot first and we ask questions later. So do me a favor. Stop posting to a social media site about how bad your experience was because all you're doing is benefiting is benefiting your anger or your disappointment at that exact moment. You're not actually helping the business. When you start to communicate with an owner, an operator, a manager, a chef, a server, things are different, okay? There is a different reaction that happens with that. If I get an email or for God's sake, if I get a handwritten letter, 
the respect that I have for what you just did will change the entire approach that I'm now going to take with my staff. Same thing goes for positive. You would never know what it's like to walk into the back of the kitchen or walk into an office or walk into a server, um, a server station or a work area where we post all the information, schedules and parties that are coming up and that stuff. And there's nothing more enjoyable than walking back there and seeing a card or a letter that's written on the back of a goddamn napkin that tells us how great we did as opposed to how bad we fucked up. Send me a letter and let me know. Send me an email and let me know so that I can fix it. Instead, if you send that to me over social media, I'm going to defend myself. I'm not going to start to try to fix the problem because now I've got to do damage control across the board. I've got to now find out how it is that I can, one, try to remove that post because the whole world is now going to see the fact that you didn't have enough goddamn ice in your drink. Okay, ask for a side of ice. Ask for a cup of ice. You know, rather than ripping people apart, it's just not the way to do it. Look, I've made my mistakes in the past. Okay, I will never forget the full blown fucking douche canoe that stood in the restaurant and sat down at a table with six other people and live tweeted how horrible his experience was while he sat in the restaurant. And I'll tell you this much. Thank God that there were no cameras around because I walked down to that table. And I dropped the check on the table and I let every single person know that, they, that this was the bill. And from there, I then said, okay, who's Bob4962? And the guy raised his hands and I said, and you can do me a favor and get the fuck out of the restaurant. Don't ever step foot in this restaurant again. And he continued to live tweet. There was no physical altercation. There was no yelling and screaming. He was slightly, he was very upset at the fact that I booted him out. And at the same time, I handed him a bill. Okay. But look, here's the deal. If you would have stopped me and had a conversation with me, it never would have escalated to that. I was wrong. I should not have addressed that gentleman in the restaurant. Okay. I should have either done it, let it go by its wayside, blocked him from following me or blocked him from anything else. But look, it's the, it's the nature of the beast. When you own a restaurant and you're in the public eye and the shit that we do, especially when you're a chef and you come from a show like fucking Bar Rescue, are you kidding me? The ridicule is unmatched. It's unmatched. It's almost incessant. It's a daily occurrence. My partner said to me at one point, like, Bri, what's going on here? All we're getting is negative reviews because you know what? It's a lot easier to bitch and moan about it than it is to praise somebody and move forward. Okay, because you get the reactions. People want to see that negativity. We don't want that. And as restaurant owners and operators, if you feel negative about something, grab somebody and let them know it. Look, I don't want to go on a rant about this. This isn't what this show is about today. This show is really more about about fun and experiences and all the good stuff. Okay. So what I want you guys to do is write the letter, communicate with your staff when you're there. I am no stranger to a big tip, typically 20 to 25%. I'm no stranger to it. If I'm out at a bar, I'll drop 25 or $30 on the bar at the beginning of the night and just say, Hey, here you go. Thanks so much. You know, we're going to be drinking. We're going to be having fun. I just want to take care of you ahead of time. And then I tip them at the end of the night as well. Like, like that's the way the game's played boys and girls. The people that are in this industry are working for tips, okay? Sometimes they get overwhelmed or they're just not good. They haven't been trained the right way or there's just a bad attitude. There's nothing you can do about that, okay? But if I'm going to leave a bad tip, I'm going to write down the reason why. And you know where I'm writing that down? I'm writing it down on the back of the credit card receipt that I just signed. 
because it has to go to a manager at that point. And when I sign that credit card slip, I put at the bottom of it, please turn over because I want you to learn something. This is my job. This is what I do. I'm not just some douchebag who likes to bitch and complain about the fact that I got bad service. But what I will do is hold you accountable for giving me bad service. Okay. I'm not talking about giving you a bad tip because food took too long to come out of the kitchen. Now, if I see you outside smoking a cigarette while I'm sitting at my table waiting 25 or 30 minutes for something, yes, there's going to be a reaction there. Yes, there's going to be a conversation. Yes, it's going to be documented on the check why it is that I that I left you a, a small tip. And I always start off with this is constructive criticism. This is a job of hospitality and this is a job of service. So when you walk over to my table and you're chewing gum or you walk over to my table and you're not prepared for me and you're not prepared or you're, you're annoyed or you're paying attention to everything else that's going on or – Whatever, I notice that stuff. Yes, because it's my job, but I notice it. So I, in turn, will let you know the reason why it was a bad tip. I'm not Mr. I'm leaving business cards. I'm not Mr. I'm telling you, quote unquote, who I am. Because you know what I am? I'm a short, fat guy from Philly. I just happen to know a lot about restaurants. I just happen to know about the best way to operate them. And I happen to know about hospitality and hospitality being the key to success within this business. Okay, so that's what I look for. So, boys and girls, if you have a bad experience, let somebody know in a more professional manner. Fuck Yelp. That's all I have to say about that. So with that being said, uh, my negative rant or my informational rant, however you want to run with it, is uh, is now over. I'm not going to really go much further into it than that. Um, But I I will tell you this, that I I was in Vegas uh, last week um, or two weeks ago for the nightclub and bar show and just... The, the epitome of service, you know, everywhere you go, when you're walking into great bars and great restaurants, it's the epitome of service. And one of the really neat things that I saw that I took away from my trip out there this week was, was really more, again, more about the education of what it is. I, I, I got to see a good friend of mine and her name is Diana. Um, and she is a wonderful bartender and she bartends all over and she's a trainer and she's now starting to work with a very, very well-known nightclub group out there as a a training bartender. And I hope to have her on the, on the show one day. And I'm just going to shoot her name out there for anybody who wants to follow her, but it's at shoot D smalls. Okay. And that's who she is. It's Shoop D. Smalls. Um, And and now I'm feeling bad. I'm going to have to double check that just to make sure. But I think that's what it is. Hold, please. In the meantime, I think that you guys should talk amongst yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just a little little chat amongst yourselves. Now I'm just fucking with you. So we're going to see Shoop. Let me see if I can get her up here. S-H-O-O. Yep, Shoop D. Smalls. You guys have got to check her out. Um, Pretty funny. Shoop, sarcasm, stilettos, and sprinkles. Um, She's really uh, an awesome individual. I love that I get to travel and see her um, whenever I'm in Vegas. Um, You know, we've we've had the opportunity to go out to dinner in in L.A. and Vegas, and um, she travels a lot, so it's kind of fun as well. If we're in the same city, we get to connect and and just have a conversation because she's a really good person in this industry. So check her out at Shoop D. Smalls um, whenever you guys are out there. So. Um, look, this isn't a super long show. This is a really quick show. Okay. I just wanted to do that kind of recap there and have that conversation about that social media stuff, because I think that people really, I think you guys think it's almost like it's, it's your, it is your right. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I think that people feel as if it's their job and that's why I don't get involved in the Yelp elite stuff because Yelp leaders are actually quote unquote paid in more or less in product. Uh, basically through Yelp elite parties and all that stuff, it creates a, a false sense of what word am I looking for? Status. 
a false sense of status just because you're a Yelp leader does not give you the right to be out there judging and grading food and the industry. Look, you're a random chick who works in an accounting office and now you're a Yelp leader. I got a problem with that. I don't think that you really understand the industry. I don't think you understand food. I don't think you understand beverage. If you're a Yelp leader and you want to come after me, feel free. Hey, man, meet me at, at, at 30 Ardmore Avenue, Ardmore PA 19903 when I go to pick up my mail. I will meet you there and have a conversation about it, okay? So that's where I am. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the show this week. It's super quick. It's super fast. And I can't wait to get you guys my guests for the next couple of weeks because this week's going to be a a lot of fun. We have so much cool shit going on. Um, for the next couple of weeks, I'm all over the place. Uh, I'm going to be running, uh, right now we're in April, right? So I'm home for the next two weeks. How about that shit? Then I'm heading out to California to do a little bit of fun stuff out there. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to think, I think I might be running down to Cuba for a couple days. I've got to try to figure that out. Then I'm in Austin, Texas, the week of eight, nine, and 10. Uh, stop by. I'm going to do a contest before I get down into Austin on the 9th of May. I'm going to be doing a private event down there that is going to be available to a couple of people for the public. This is an unbelievable event that's put on by GE, General Electric, and it's at a very high-end kitchen design center that I want you guys to check out. The week after that, I'm going to be in San Antonio, Texas, okay? On the 16th, I'm going to be doing the same exact thing. Ready for this? I'm going to be out in Chicago at the NRA show. If you see me, stop me, grab me, say hi to me. I'd love to interact with you and talk. Love to find out where you're from, what you do. That's the stuff that I really enjoy. Okay. Then uh, the week after that, uh, going into the 30th, I'm going to be in uh, San Francisco. I'll be out there for the Pacific Coast uh, Builders Show, I believe. I'm looking forward to that. Then I've got a couple fun things happening in July or in June. June uh, 6th, I will be in uh, – where will I be? I'll be in Gaithersburg, Maryland. And then I'm heading up to the Mountain Jam up there in Bethel, New York for a little Willie Nelson fun. Then I'm going on vacation, boys and girls. So I'm going to try to bang out as many of these podcasts as possible. If you have anybody that you would like to see on this show, please email me. Let me know. Boys and girls, do me a favor. Go out there. If you have a bad, shitty service, let somebody know. Send them a letter. Send them an email. Make it happen. If not, do me a favor. Okay? You're not hurting. You're not helping anybody by doing it on Yelp or any of that stuff. Okay? Let the guests or let the owners know. Boys and girls, thank you so much. Do me a favor. Just go outside and be nice to people. Adios. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified check mark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Law and Crime Network's Vincent Hill, and independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crushell. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.